So I'm here in my room. My computer's turned on in front of me. I've got my microphone set up. There's a notepad open with some notes about my podcast. It's time to rewind. Looks like they're open to the eighth scene of Memento that starts in black and white at 16 minutes and 50 seconds, with Leonard explaining that he doesn't have traditional amnesia and ends at 17 minutes and 35 seconds, with Leonard saying that he has a reason to make his system work. There's also a Skype window open. Oh, hang on. Who is this? Bubba! It's me, Lisa Leahy, from Rabbit Hole Podcasts. We have a new book club. It's called Pictures and Conversations. I- I'm sure you've joined us. You know who I am. Oh, of course. But I, I prefer to be called Bubba Wheat. And uh, who is this? Oh, oh hey, Bubba Wheat. What's going on? It's Rob from Movie Rob. Long time no speak. It's been like like a week or so. You you must remember that. Oh, of course. Welcome back. It's it, it's good to have you back here for a, another week of Memento. And it, you know, just jumping right in into this. You know, we, we talked about this a little bit last week, but we do get this kind of one sentence explanation. But that's basically the difference between retrograde amnesia and anterior grade amnesia. As he, you know, he doesn't remember who this person on the phone is, even though they have claimed that they've talked to him before. And let me ask you, since um, since you just, you know, just watched the, this whole movie recently. And um, well, I, I, I again, I, I've mentioned this before, but we've kind of been recording these out of order. So we've Lisa and I have talked about this before, and, and I believe um uh, Eric and I have mentioned it too, but on this phone we don't we don't ever know for certain who he's talking to on the other end. Mm. But we do have a, a pretty good idea. So so let me ask you, Rob, who do you think that is on the other end of this phone? I, I have a feeling it's Teddy. That, that's my assumption. I've always assumed that he's talking to Teddy. Yeah. Do you, do you think that there's any other person that it might possibly be? Um, it, it's a problem because there's no one else that he really knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that assumes he knows who's on the other phone too, though. But he, well, because th- they told him, you know, who it is. Ah, but, he, but see, he has to trust that, doesn't he? That's right. Correct. I mean, the, the, uh, the, the one person who it would be great if it was, is be his wife. But, right. you know. Oh God, can you imagine? Oh. Well, I, 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 I mean, a little bit of a spoiler alert, but I don't think she's dead. You know. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's. But those aren't my minutes. Sorry. <laughs> I mean that that's fine. I, I I actually you know since you brought it up, I usually wait until the the guest's last episode or you know I will well we usually... can wait till next week. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's sure. We we can wait till next week to to get your your thoughts on that. But yeah, that that is something that I, I have been asking everybody what their thoughts are. And so we'll get Rob's answer to that uh, in in a little bit more detail next week. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep people in suspense and make them want to come back and listen again. <laughs> That's it. See, That's how you got to do it. All right. You got to reel them in. <laughs> yeah. And and I do think that that it's interesting that we have this um, this like re- uh, repetition because in the the last scene, uh, the last color scene, we have him basically uh, 
revealing his tattoos and it's him discovering his tattoos you know for him what feels like the first time and he basically does this two times in a row once in color and then once in black and white like black and white just right back to back but for him this is a span of like several different days yeah. and i i think that's that, that's an interesting way to like show his condition even though we don't know exactly especially at this point exactly how much of a time difference there is between these black and white scenes and these color scenes and i'm honestly not even sure if we if we really understand that the black and white scenes take place before the color scenes that like the first time that we watch this no i don't think so at all it, it seems like it, this <sighs> It's weird. Like, I don't think we think about it at that point. It's almost like we recognize it as that explanatory narrative, but not I don't think we have enough awareness yet for us to start wondering when it happens, because since this is still so early in the film, this is usually right about where people start getting used to this jump in color scene and location. And so, like, I think anybody who's watching this for the very first time doesn't have the chance yet to be like, wait, when does this happen? They're still trying to figure out what is happening at this point in the in this in the movie, I think. Right. Now, I personally, I think that this happens right before. I mean, again, when you're talking about a movie that's that's not linear, so it's, it's it makes it a little more difficult to even explain where I think it's happening. But I think it's right. happening right before um, he meets Teddy at the beginning of the movie, even though. It's, yeah, you know, I think, it's, you know, in term, we, we haven't really talked about the chronology, but I, I think it's it's interesting whenever you, you break it down, because the black and white scene, like all of the, the the entirety of the black and white scenes take place over the course of just a few hours uh, Correct. that they all take place during the, the course of a single day. And the color scenes take place over the course of several days, like four or five days, I believe. Uh, correct. That's the way it seems. Mm -hmm. And and I, I think that's that, that's kind of interesting, especially because they I mean, the, the black and white scenes are all tend to be much shorter. I think there's only one or two black and white scenes that are longer than uh, a minute even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like most, most of the black and white scenes are less than a minute or just like one and a half to two minutes. And then there's a couple that are like, uh, you know, the, the final Sammy Jenkins one is a, like a good four or five minute scene. And then the, the last black and white scene that transitions to color is I think seven or eight minutes long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they, they, I would the, even argue if that's even like a see, it's like one big chunk. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I'm trying to remember. I, it, does the does the version of the movie when you watch in chronological order? Does it put all of these together? Yeah, it, it does. And um, you know, I I feel like it it goes. Yeah, the the black and white scenes feel like they go a lot quicker because of that, and and also because with the black and white scenes, since they're going chronologically forward along with the movie you don't have that repetition that you get with the color scenes mm -hmm. right and, and and again even though there is this repetition of him basically discovering his tattoos because the audience has already discovered them in color in the last scene that this isn't a discovery for the audience so we're not getting like a close-up on all the tattoos and and in fact you know because it's black and white and he's backlit so the 
the tattoos are not even, you know, that they're a little bit less clear, you know, more focused on uh, Leonard as a character than we are on any of the individual tattoos. We only get just a a couple, uh, not even close up, but a a couple clear shots of like the the one on uh, the couple on his chest, like the the photograph uh, house car friend foe. And and of course, the the one on his neck, uh, just below his neck, John G. raped and murdered my wife. Well, what I love is the, the transition from the previous color scene to this one, because at the end of what you just talked about the other day was, you know, he writes on the, the Polaroid, kill him. And the first thing we see when he opens up his shirt here is we see the, the words on his on his chest saying, kill him. Yeah. Find him and kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Correct, but the, the the terms "kill him" are the exact same. You know, he, you know, they they end the color scene where he says "kill him," and then here it starts with him once again. You know, when he's opening a shirt, you see the "kill him." Mm-hmm. Right, and you know, you you just mentioned his shirt, and I think it's also worth noting at this point that that that. The fact that he's not just wearing a a different outfit, but he's wearing a very different outfit than what we see him wearing in the color scenes, as right. well as the the, pla- the flashbacks that we see. Because you know, when we see him in color, he's got this this nice white suit with the blue shirt, and here he's we see him wearing a flannel shirt and white boxers, which is is very different. And, and even in the flashbacks, he's wearing like a, a nice um, like darker colored suit with a a light colored shirt no but that also explains when this is taking place because this is before he meets jimmy because when he meets jimmy and takes his clothes you know the the, the blue shirt it all and, comes together at that point yeah, yeah. that's right but I, I think watching it the first time you could you could uh in your head you might wonder like you know you definitely know that it takes place at a different time but you can't uh you could think maybe this happens before the color scenes. Maybe this happens after the color scenes. Maybe this happens way before the color scenes. There's not really any way to know until you get much closer to the end of the movie. Right. And then um, th- this is him, you know, starting the the whole Sammy Jenkins uh, introduction. And I, I think it's it's kind of funny whenever you don't like you don't really think about it whenever you're watching it because you don't hear the other side of the conversation. Right. But whenever he brings up Sammy Jenkins, it's because the person it well, we'll say it's Teddy. It's because Teddy on the phone tells him that the last thing that they talked about was the Sammy Jenkins story, which if you really think about it, that means that the last time they talked, Leonard told him this exact same story. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. It just keeps going and going. So he's just like, oh, yeah, sure. But they're telling it to us. Yes. <laughs> yes. They want us to know who Sammy Jenkins was. Yeah. And, and even it's it's funny, too, because we do get a line later on where Teddy's like, yes, if you told me about Sammy. I'm sick of hearing of the guy. Exactly. And, uh, you know, just again, takes it and goes, oh, yeah, that's it. Yep. That makes sense. It's like, well, you know, there's there's more here that we're not getting. But <laughs> Yeah, and and I love like the the timing of how this is shot because you know uh, Leonard starts talking about how Sammy he wrote himself an endless amount of notes mm-hmm. while he has a more graceful solution, and as he's talking about this, this is him 
discovering his tattoos and him beginning to walk towards the mirror to look at his tattoo notes. And and I think that's just a, a great way to imply that he feels like tattoo his tattoo notes are a more graceful solution <laughs> than Sammy's scattered notes on paper. Yep. Yep. Too many possibilities, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's part of this, the, the 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 problem here with him by doing this. <laughs> You know, because he's setting in he's setting certain things in stone that shouldn't be set in stone. Yes. <laughs> right. But see, we only won't... we know that. Yes. He doesn't know that. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. It's more fun that way. So are they saying tattoos are not always the answer? Is that the answer here? I think the more the <laughs> tattoos, the better, frankly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I myself definitely... only have one, but hey, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, you can I've change got a that. couple myself. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, I have plans for more tattoos as well. That's uh, hopefully, hopefully not to the extent of of, of Leonard uh, and no. and the kinds <laughs> that Leonard have there. Yeah, even though my work has has uh, laxed their policy on tattoos, because whenever I started working there uh, almost fifteen years ago, now the, the the company policy was no visible tattoos. Oh, and. Uh, and I think within the past, just the past five years or so, they have actually changed that to you can have tattoos as long as they're not explicit and as long as um, and I think they still generally uh, don't allow face tattoos, but you can have visible tattoos. Well, what on your fun arms. is that? Come on. <laughs> so restrictive. <laughs> but I, I do think that's interesting just and in in general how. Um, especially like uh, the, the general public, how they feel about tattoos in general, because it used to be that tattoos were always thought of as, you know, only criminal, criminal uh, elements. And like only like if somebody has a tattoo, they are a bad element. Right. But now Not it's somebody like, to trust. Yeah. But now pretty much anybody can have a tattoo and yeah. anybody does. Like, who cares? <laughs> Right. Not a thing. Sure. And I think one other important part about this scene, especially, and I think that it really comes through as we get this walk in talk as he slowly walks towards the mirror to to read his tattoos is uh, this this very kind of cold and, and mostly emotionless read from Guy Pierce as he's talking about Sammy's system and as we see him read the, you know, his most important tattoo about John G murdering his wife. Yeah. I have a reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's all he says. And, you know, he's not, he's very cold calculated. He's very even tempered as he's saying this, even though he's reading this, this very emotionally charged, line it's a really good point i mean he does just sort of say yep it's it's gone from the emotional motive i think to this is my driven purpose in life you know and it's just sort of like yep i got a thing here's what i'm doing it's just it's fascinating i think you know it's just (laughs) (laughs) and 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 let me ask you because we haven't talked about this yet but why do you think that he he has this tattoo uh, that John G murdered his wife and it's my wife? Like, why do you think he he made the decision to tattoo my wife and not Catherine? 
Are you asking me or, or Lisa? That's a good oh. – either one. Yeah, go for it, Rob, if you got something. Because he knows that he has this this problem with, with memory, and he doesn't know if things are going to change. So it's better to to state the obvious of, you know, that if he says Catherine, it might be later on he might say to himself, who's Catherine? You know, but if he doesn't forget, he won't forget the fact that it's my wife. You know, he's specifying – the, the, his connection to the person who was raped and murdered. But, you know, Catherine is, should be in his, you know, entrenched, deeply entrenched. I would like to hope, right? Because <laughs> I imagine they've been married for quite a while. It's not like it's, this isn't first, 50 first dates yet where, you know, the, Catherine is somebody that he met after his condition. That You know, Catherine is, is fully entrenched in his long-term memory. And, um, and, I, thankfully, like I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I'm not getting any, um, you know, denials from either of you because I, I tend to not be a hundred percent sure that I have his wife's name correct because I, I think it's barely mentioned. I think it's only like mentioned I don't once. Think it's it's mentioned once. It's, it's mentioned once. Tell me when, because I have no memory of this woman's name. Um, I can. I, I can think you that guys have you. trivia. I think you guys are dealing with trivia here because I do not think her name is ever identified. Um, I can easily find that out for you. Dig it. <laughs> this is why okay. we have guests to do. There is. There is in in the <laughs> okay. Uh, it's not meant. The name Catherine is never mentioned in the um. What's going in? in the subtitles? I just did a search in the subtitles. Okay. The question is whether it was written somewhere. Yeah, this has got to be something you picked up in trivia or a deleted scene or something, because I've never known this woman's name. Um, and I'm just outing myself as somebody who's never watched this with the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's, it's yeah. actually very possible then that that makes more sense for him to say my wife because of the fact that... He doesn't know her name. He doesn't know her name. <laughs> like my husband doesn't know my birthday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he always gets it off by one or two days it's really funny it's just become this whole gimmick with us like we have one of these old like country style craft cam uh, ca uh calendars that i bought for my mother years ago um and she left it behind when we bought the house this is a very fascinating story i know but it's one of those things where you just like it's little blocks of wood that you move around and so you change mm -hmm. the date and you change the calendar um and there's a little birthday tile and i came home from uh, a trip recently where we were away for my birthday and he had changed the calendar and he had put the, the little birthday cake the day after my birthday <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just one of those things. I find it funny. I mean, I guess some people would get angry about it, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I was on a, a podcast recently where I was mentioning how long we'd been married and I had to think about it for a minute. So I'm no better. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way for that kind of number. Like, I, I always have to figure it out because it's um, like whenever I think of how long my wife and I have been together, like I, I think about, OK, our daughter is this age. And then plus one for when we were married and then plus two for how long we've been dating. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's easy for teaching because I started teaching in 2000. So that I got. But other than that, I, I don't math if I can help it. That's so weird. Like there, there are birthdays that I remember of kids that I was in high school with. Absolutely. You know, I can I, like the day comes up and I'm like, oh, this is so and so's birthday. And, and like I'm not it's not people that I'm in touch with or anything like that. Yep. You know, same. So. 
I know birthdays of people that I was friends with, like in elementary school. Like I do not talk to these people at all, but I can tell you their birthday. And some of them, I can still tell you their landline phone number. Yeah, me too. I have the same issue. I can I can remember my landline phone number from when I was before when I was seven. I even remember my parents' license plate when we were living in New Jersey. <laughs> it. it was great. I actually surprised my mother recently because we 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 did a big thing for her 80th birthday, and I brought up all these trivia questions oh. about about her life about or about all of our lives together and stuff like that. Um, and I did it, you know, in a in a I, I I wrote the answer, and then everyone in the family, you know, picked picked it out of a hat. You know, and they had to try and guess what the answer was. So I wrote on there, and my mother knew every one of them, except for when I wrote 777-BGN, she had no clue that that was her license plate number. Now, I don't know why I still remember that after, you know, (laughs) 40-something years, uh, that that was... amazing. You know, so, yeah. Memory can, I mean, as this movie shows, memory can be a very tricky thing. Could could work to your advantage, it could work against you. I, I I can't even tell you my current license plate number off the top oh, I can't, of my head. Oh, I can't tell you mine either. That's the funny thing also. And, and phone numbers, I, I know my wife's phone number and uh, a few others. I think I know my mother's, my, I know my mother's phone numbers. Like my brother's cell phone number, I can't remember the number. And he changed it like seven years ago. Yeah, I still, so. I still don't know my husband's cell phone number. I know the first six digits. I don't know the last four yet. Okay. I hope you'll never need to know in, emer- in an emergency the number. <laughs> Well, I was in an emergency once, and I just I knew my mother's number, so I just kept saying that one over and over again. But oh god, yeah, yeah that's the mine, problem. <laughs> everybody in my family knows my phone number because I've had the same phone number for you know twenty years. Right. Uh, but oh, yeah, well. in any other number, we don't remember. It's you know you program in, into your phone and then you forget it. Yep. Exactly. Because you're because you're not dialing the number, you're dialing you know the person. Correct. It's um, true. It's true. It's one of the pluses and minuses of technology. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a day where we had to remember these things, and now we don't. <laughs> Until we're going to be in a situation where we'll need it. It, it frees up our brain to remember other things, like the minutia in, in the movie Memento. I mean, this is important. Of co- well, yeah, exactly. Got to think about what's important here. And I, and I am curious. I'm I'm uh, probably not in in this week or the next week, but I. I, I'm I'd say I'm 75 percent certain that her name is Catherine, but I don't remember where I got that information. I don't remember if it's, uh, you know, in the commentary or in like that that special edition, like because uh, it has like those um, the psychology reports and like the, the medical reports. I think it might be, you know, in those supplemental materials. But I'm Could be. It, it definitely sure. it, it definitely rings a bell, maybe. Which is why, you know, which is why I'm not denying that that's possible. Like Lisa. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. It's one of those things I got nothing to argue with. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and that kind of. Because even on IMDb, Georgia Fox is, is credited as Leonard's wife. Yeah. She's not credited so as I, Catherine. If, which it, I feel it like it almost says something about the, the women and how they're presented in this movie because there's there's three female characters well four if you count the tattoo artist at the end but um only one of them gets a name and that's natalie and the other two is leonard's wife and sammy's wife which again you you could say that that uh, and you know spoiler or 
a teaser for next week. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about this next week, but that that also builds like another level of connection between Leonard and Sammy Jenkins. The the fact that you know we don't find out either one of their wives' names. I mean, I used that when I first saw this film. I was convinced that Natalie was his wife, and he she was pissed off at him and was angry at him in that early scene where like they she meets him at the diner and um like he was she was grumpy toward him with the sunglasses and everything because she was having a bad day of him not remembering who she was i was convinced i was very wrong but i looked at like the short hairstyle i went maybe it's her and she's pissed and she's manipulating him now and nope not even close so i like when i'm wrong in movies like this though it just makes me happy because it means that somebody tricked me. I like that in film, not in real life. Somebody <laughs> mark that down. I don't like that in real life. And that would be an interesting direction. Take the story if they had gone in, right. that, in that way. Uh, but I, I think that's all I have for this scene. Uh, you know, scene eight. Is there anything else that either of you have for this scene? Nope, I'm, I'm good. All good. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Rob, for joining us for this week. And we'll bring you back for one more week here. I will on, on gladly come back because I'm waiting to We're hear your question yet. for me next week. Yeah. <laughs> so um, once again, why don't you go ahead and take a moment and let everybody else know where they can find you online? All right. It's very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Rob Minute. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on my website, Move Rob Minute. Dot com or you can find me on Facebook. Uh, as I've mentioned numerous times, we're right now in the last few minutes of When Harry Met Sally. That's season four of my podcast. And in the middle of May next month, we'll begin uh, season five, Die Hard 2. So come come and join and listen on to what me and my guests have to say about uh, these two great movies. Yeah, and and it's you know I I was a guest on planes, trains, and automobiles, and when Harry met Sally, and it's a uh, it's a fun show. I I listened to it as well. I've been listening the past three seasons. I I skipped The Great Escape because I I never seen that movie, and I typically only listen to the these minute by minute shows for movies that I've actually seen. So I'm actually so I'm informed and know what people are talking about. Well, that, that's um, fair enough. I mean, as it's it's somewhat pointless to watch a movie minute by minute that you've never seen because you don't really know what's going mm-hmm. on. It's something you have to have seen at least once, if not multiple times. So, yeah. Yeah, but, but what then you have to do is you have to go and spend the three hours and watch the great <laughs> escape. And then you can listen to the, you know, the 172 minute commentary that I have of it. Yeah, <laughs> or 172 is, minute episode, 172 episodes. It's, it's about 60 hours or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it it is one of those movies that it is on my long list of movies that I need to get around to. But, uh, you know, one day. And uh, thank you, Lisa, for joining me this entire season as my co-host. Happy, happy to be here. Very excited to talk about this film some more. And as always, I'm your host, Bubba Wheat, and you can find me on Twitter where I'm at Bubba Wheat. You can find this show, It's Time to Rewind, on all the podcatchers out there. We also have a Facebook group, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group, and you can join that to discuss episodes as they come out and have discussions about time loop movies and TV episodes and, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, until next time, I, I have I already told you about Memento? Oh, only every time I see you. I have a more graceful solution to the memory problem.